recording, podcasting, could this be a thing? Hey, it's Nissa and Juniper on our walk. So, hopefully you can hear the birds, a bit of the crick, and we'll just deal with the human machine noises <laughs> while enjoying the, the birds in the crick and the, the little, you know, sounds of my steps, which I know come through sometimes, and Juniper's jingles. So here we are, um, heading into the end of March. The pandemic is flourishing in America currently. <laughs> more and more people are finally staying home around here, so it's good to see. Today I want to talk about self-care, which... <laughs> uh, is like... Oh, a lump in my throat and a little tangy, rancid taste in my mouth. I've kind of had a very interesting background with self-care. And I'm going to try to keep it here in the, in the here and now um, because... Part of my rewilding pattern, my rewilding wholeness patterning, or yeah, my rewilding wholeness tending right now is the agreement of living loved and loving and centered, living centered, being self-centered. And one of the actions and behaviors I can take to feed that power is by telling the stories of now. Um, because if we keep speak, I keep telling the dead stories, the dead stories keep coming back. <laughs> like ghosts and zombies. And I ain't got time for that. So, self-care. I will tell you enough of the past to say this has been a very difficult topic for me to embrace. I value uh, accomplishment and getter doneness. I value discipline in in the sake for the sake and the purpose of you know creating things. Um, I value getting the job done in self-care for all of my life has been this thing that's like, and it's an indulgence and an indulgence is often seen as weakness or something like that, something to that effect. And as I'm fleshing out my fleshings for rewilding wholeness this season, I'm <sighs> when I hit that question of, you know, treating my body as an altar, what does it need? 
and self-care and I've had to really flesh out where I'm at with it and flesh self-care for me it's it looks like showing up to my journal every day and writing just so I can have my own counsel and process it is moving for nourishment not just productivity it is Juniper, come here. Ooh, I just saw somebody, but it ended up being a spirit. Ooh, pause to psychopomp. Death, I see you. Here I am with steady feet and open hands. Death, I ask you. To help me, please see the love in what you bring. Okay, it went over. Okay, moving on. Back to my life and my thoughts. Self care. Actually, thank you, Spirit for that psychopomp break, because now I feel like I got a little off track. Self-care right now for me, it matters more what I do going forward than I do about the whys I didn't in the past. So what matters now is, can I drink that extra glass of water? (laughs) And actually, that's the wrong way to say that. Will I? Can I? Will I choose self-care? Self-care to me looks a lot like maybe reaching outside of me less and inside of me more. That daily writing I've been abandoning the last couple years it's so essential. And it I hit me this morning that that is self-care. That's not indulgence. That is necessary mechanism. It's a necessary action to me, for me to know who I am, to know what I'm going through, to counsel myself, to be able to um, embody my body and live centered so I can can practice the things that also have me living healed. Like self-care isn't an indulgence. Sure, it can be. And this got really triggered yesterday when um, I kind of had a free day. (laughs) The first time since this pandemic hit, I'm like, I actually could totally just chill today. And I did. And one of the things I did was like, I did a workout with my daughter and after the walk and we kind of hung out and watched TV for a while and then I took a nap and then I took a shower with the next foliety type mask scrubby thing and then I did a face mask after the shower and then I you know talked with a friend on Marco Polo and like just and and one of the things that I was one of the shadow things that said to myself this morning was like, oh, I, I was like super indulgent yesterday to have like the spa day. And my centered self was like, 
how is that indulgent? That was just good self-care. And I really kind of got triggered with my own wisdom because I'm like, wait, wait, oh, I don't do self-care. Self-care is for, you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not that kind of person. I can't do self-care. And then I just really got true about or centered about what self-care is to me now. And yeah, so what if it's doing that fun little spot? Oh, <laughs> did you see it? Oh, leave the chipmunk alone. Self-care is not indulgent. It's essential to knowing who I am so I can be who I am and be more of the things I'm proud of. It's essential for me to have that resource to be able to take up my own space and to like be full of myself within the container of the sacred space of me. And without that, I am a lot less stable in conflict. I'm a lot less stable in my perspective. I'm a lot more insecure in my voice. (laughs) I'm just like, all this stuff is coming out on the paper this morning. I'm like, holy shit. Self-care. So uh, one of the things I love about my rewilding wholeness language is this idea of agreements. And we don't have to prove something wrong. And this is a really good way to live beyond right and wrong. This is what we train ourselves to do in rewilding wholeness is it's beyond right or wrong. It's not wrong that I felt self-care is indulgent. At once upon a time, that was a medicine for me. So I stayed focused and learned how to be be able to finish a job and stay consistent and be reliable and be these qualities I really like in myself and others. So it was a necessary thing, but at some point it becomes a poison when I don't change with the change. So it's it's not a lie or it's not not true (laughs) that self-care is indulgent. Um, I'm just standing here today shifting my agreement that it is also essential to self-knowing, to self-center in order to live centered, which is a requirement for me to live healed. And if that's a little indulgent, well, then I have some scars to claim. And if it's a little indulgent, well, so the fuck what? Ooh, is that a hawk? (gasps) Yes, it is. (sighs) Thank you. As it's been... (sighs) Yeah, sorry, like, no, I'm not sorry. I invite you to step into this hawk medicine with me as it's happening in the moment. (sighs) Thank you for showing up, hawk. Boy, what a podcast. Let's see. So far, we have gotten a little messy with the language, distracted by spirit, but Psychopomp saved the, uh, the day by shifting me back into center. Uh... Spoke some words of power. Hawk shows up, flows away. Crows are pissed off. Keep walking, moving forward. Here we go. 
So I'm going to be using this podcast kind of as a platform as a way for also to speak to all the many circles I've, I hold and have held and am still tending to energetically. And so for all of my psychopomps out there, my psychopompers that took psychopomp last year, I want to remind you of what we learned there and what we trained ourselves for in there. This pandemic and all these people dying, we've been training for this. We trained ourselves for this. We know how to do this. Remember one of the most important things or reasons we learned psychopomp. It's so we have something to do in the face of death. It is time to strengthen your skills, my loves. And psychopomp, psychopomp, psychopomp. I had a spirit come to me when I was dreaming the other night. So I slept, but I was working when I was sleeping. (laughs) So I didn't wake very rested uh, or or less rested than usual, I should say. And um, it was, you know, somebody who was dying in my sleep from this epidemic virus thing and or the pandemic virus and... I woke up just really remembering, yep, I need to send a voice to my psychopomps. This is it, loves. This is what we've been training for. To my rewilders, this is what we've been training for. The last season and a half, the rewilding spirit has been teaching us, training us, and <laughs> prompting us to slow down so we can be, a, be we've been training for this Use the magic you've already been medicining. To my bone readers, the bones have been showing us and and nudging us and prompting us and giving us the direction to slow down and how to see beyond the noise, how to be in the center, embodied and empowered. So all y'all. We've been training for this. And for those who maybe haven't been in those circles, I still believe, and and maybe you're just new here or haven't joined a circle yet, I still believe, or I truly believe, you've been training for it too. May we all look at what we can do and we look at what's being done well so we can do more of that instead of what we can't or what isn't. May we all do the self-care that brings us to our center right now. And may we all shift what that is to be what it needs to be for who we are in this moment in time. So blessed be all you lovies, and I'm kind of curious and excited to see how this podcasting platform is going to go. I um, <laughs> I, I kind of want to like have a opening and an ending fun tagline, so we're going to see what happens there. So yeah, medicine of self-care. The poison of it can be indulgent. But really, the only thing that triggers is my demons of less than and unworthiness. So so what if it's indulgent? 
I've my my elk and my deer and all of my wild ones that I lean on for life support they indulge in the sunshine <laughs> they indulge in play oh my god watching that elk wallow in a little springtime mud bath watching the bulls wallow for rut they indulge it's a part of loving life so what's so bad about indulging when that indulgence feeds my power I'm gonna tell you nothing there it is loves I'm gonna wrap up this podcast without a cool little wrap up yet because I don't have one <laughs> let's do this blessed be but then I just remembered <sighs> the heart and soul of this podcast is to flesh out the poison and medicine of things. So the poison and medicine of indulgence. Ooh, let's go there. And I'm just going to ask that it come through in a distilled clarity. as I see it in this moment in time for me. Because you know what? It'll, uh, this is part of life. Life is constantly evolving. Perspectives change my mind. I change my mind off, often. Because I get new information. It changes my perspective, which changes a lot of agreements and beliefs and perspectives. It's okay. It's part of evolution. All right, so... Medicine and poison of indulgence. So for me, the poison is that fear of becoming the poisoned selfish, fear of becoming forgetful. Ooh, Hummer. Did you hear that little Hummer over my head? <laughs> Magic is afoot, y'all. Uh, once upon a time, a very young Nyssa lived an extremely imaginative life, and I was rarely here on the earth. We get lost in the woods chasing spirits and fairies and sprites and elves and butterflies and bees. And I would just indulge in whatever made me feel good. And it led to being lost a lot, literally <laughs> in the woods. And then also figuratively, metaphysically, spiritually, indulging in every little whim can lead to being lost. And that's the poison. The and of course, anything done to its extreme edge, you know, so then not indulging 
to avoid that poison brings about the very demon I was trying to avoid, which, was, which then becomes getting lost in the lack of feeling good, getting lost in the lack of um, feeling resourced. So the medicine of indulgence is fueling back up again, <laughs> feeding the sight and the voice and the embodiment of center so I can know myself. The medicine of indulgent is feeling my animal body feel better, which creates more space for my spirit to embody my, bo my animal body with. Ooh, that one felt really true. And then in between, and you know, the medicine there, right? It's like, if all I'm doing is indulging with no concern of anything else, like that medicine can become poison when I, it gets to the point where then I'm not concerned with anybody or anything else. And so the place in between to be in the center of those two things, of course, is always you know, the center is in between. And that is, the center is where we are whole and safe and wise. So in the center is just right now looking a little bit like putting a priority to indulgence and self-care right now just to bring that up to balance and in the center is the the power to keep choosing that choosing different actions and change with the change so the dosage of indulgence always remains in medicine which means right now I need to enter a bit more self-care maybe a little less reaching out to people for a while. So I feel that kind of pain to, to really focus on myself and indulge in self care a little extra to bring that resource back up. And once I'm feeling a bit better, you know, for a good seven to 10 days in a row, <laughs> That's a good measurement to like, okay, then reassess your indulgent dose at that time. I like it. It's practical. It's like a little loose recipe that I can add flavor to or liquid to as needed. And that gives you the nugget today of the medicine and poison of indulgence. May my off-roading of this truth provides you a like one half of a conversation and now you can take this platter of rambles and may you find your own navigation there. What is your medicine and poison of indulgence? And what is the actions that you can take in the center to bring balance and or nourishment and or a dose tweak to remain in medicine. All right, now I'm done. Blessed be.